Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Friday, June 3rd, and we have a high of 24 degrees here in the Edmonton region today. It's going to be a hot one. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a beautiful day. Okay, man. Are you seeing this beautiful morning? Does it just get you like grooving in the morning? It's like one of the best TV intros ever. It's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. Broadcasting live from the Edmonton area, live on the Podbean app as we do every morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. Join in live, get involved in the chat there on the app. You can also click the call-in button, ask any questions you want about real estate investing. We will answer them. Put out a little bit of a challenge earlier this week, said I want to help someone buy their first rental property this week. What a catastrophic failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wayne was ready to do like whatever he needed to do to get you that property. Oh, you guys don't even know how serious I am about that kind of stuff. Partners, money, <clears throat> finding the deal. Uh, we do not make any guarantees. No, I know. I'm just saying. Like, you're, you're going to help. But I know people. Yeah. <laughs> I know lots of things about real estate investing. I know lots of things about financing. I know lots of things about creative seller financing. Happens to be my expertise. I know lots of things mm -hmm. about um, how to choose realtors. <laughs> what are you talking about, Wayne? I'm talking about what's going on in the chat this morning. Yeah, you wouldn't know people listening later. I'm missing <laughs> out big time. Later people. <laughs> we, we should just like stop like reading the questions and just start just like <clears throat> chatting as if and so that like only the people who are here live know what the f is going on and just like well see how crazy that turns out i can tell you my <laughs> itunes data uh, yeah uh, data would would see a huge drop it would in listenership it would um, what do we got to do to get you here live though what do we got to do to make you wake up at 6 a.m and tune in live mm, I don't know. tell us We'll do our best. Probably, probably waffles. Like personal, personal wake up calls. Um, 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 I just have like pages of people that I just like am calling every morning between like five and six a.m. This is your wake up call. Good morning. This is your wake up call. <laughs> this is the REI morning show. This is your wake up call. Go check the front door. Warm waffles waiting for you. And bacon. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, I was talking about uh, a insider, you know, conversation here. What's going on in the chat there? Uh, Jeremy uh, had a bit of a joke, a bit of an inside joke between Jeremy and I. Um, Jeremy also asked, "Did anyone reach out to you about getting their first deal?" No, mm -mm. no, they did not. Mm. No, <clears throat> whatever. So, upcoming events? I'm just reading through comments here. 
Yes. Who wants to know about what's coming up? Uh, tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Friday. Live. Live training <laughs> on Fridays. I thought we were going to take turns. Mm. Okay, go ahead. I am still very tired. <sighs> Stayed up till midnight last night. That was so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that <laughs> in a little bit. Um, Friday, live training. Um, this week, we are... Tonight at 6 p.m. Mountain Time in the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. Yes. We are going to be talking about... We're going to be talking about attracting joint venture partners through social media. Nice. Okay. You want to know my favorite way to attract joint venture partners and opportunities? Social, social media. Social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about that. I've given you guys some information on that if you guys want to join in. Um, you can do that at, again in the join us in the real estate investing masters Facebook group. It's all free. 6 p.m. tonight, Mountain Time. Um, yeah, you get us at 6 a.m. Mountain Time, and you get us at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, it's really cool. And then afterwards at 7 p.m., uh, we'll be doing our mentorship call, coaching call with our real estate investing masters mentorship group. Yes, we will. So that looking forward to that as well. We're yeah. getting into some really cool stuff this week. Uh, tomorrow is our fix and flip bus tour. In the so excited. Yes. Yesterday was madness. Looks like it might be, um, muggy tomorrow. Well, thank God <laughs> I went be... and picked up all that effing water yesterday. <laughs> it's going to be 21 degrees and cloudy with a little bit of rain in the afternoon. Shiza. Yeah. So wear your muggy clothes. <laughs> yeah shorts and rain boots <laughs> um uh yeah i uh we had to do some last minute running around yesterday i don't mm -hmm. know it just seems like we we left plenty of time to get the last minute stuff yesterday uh but then just yesterday went upside down and yeah just uh some lots of just random extra stuff that we need to take care of for one of our flips um, before we sell it. Um, then I didn't realize how much water people, you know, 75 people need, <laughs> you know what I mean? Normally it's just like grab a pack, you know, on our way to, um, our meetups or open houses, but not for 75 people. That's like, well, there's going to be a lot of thirsty people on that muddy yeah. day. Well, there's and a difference. They want us to stay hydrated. There's a difference between like grabbing some water as a courtesy for a, you know, two hour time slot where people are coming to, you know, see a property. Difference between that and like locking people on in buses and houses for like, how many hours is it? I don't know. Hmm. Seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bit of a long day. Um, See, so yeah, I went and took care of that and, and flats of Coke and Pepsi and everything else. And then napkins and just, just running around doing stuff that I told you. Um, does not I, light him up. Does not light me up doing tasks. Um, and then just seemed like every single small fire came available yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, Jeremy, Jeremy there happened to find a really good deal. And I had to go spend, you know, some, <clears throat> allocate some hours on that yesterday. Um, which is, you know, just been also interesting as well. Um, what else was there yesterday? It just feels like there was so many other things. I don't know. Uh, last minute running around. Oh, uh, last night. 
Um, also found out that uh, Gabby did not purchase enough tile for the uh, tile installer. <laughs> uh, found that out at uh, eight twenty last night. In theory, I purchased enough, but um, you know, you always you always learn something new. <laughs> and um, yeah, in this case, it was like a mosaic tile that, like, normally with any sort of like um, mosaic, it's like pretty uniform in like square whereas like sometimes you get the long rectangular ones where they kind of hang off a little bit but they're flat in the top flat in the bottom yeah. or like the um like hectagon ones they're still like pretty pretty uniform and yeah so i ended up getting some like what would you call it that like herringbone pattern where there's like their v's so kind of like triangles mm -hmm. on the top and triangles on the bottom so um I, apparently there's a lot more waste because you got to like cut off a couple inches to make it flat along the counter line and along the cupboard line on top and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, there's a lot more waste that you need to take into account with that type of pattern, which I just wasn't aware of. I, you know, I accounted for waste. I added my normal percentages and thought I was good to go. For 15 bucks a square foot to only be able to use like yeah, geez, a fraction like of it, four square inches. <laughs> expensive backsplash. Like I say, lessons, barely, right? Barely. Always lessons. It's that is an expensive backsplash. Um, it looks beautiful. Yeah, you went you went bold this time. I, I was did. Really I, I I took a risk, um, but you know what? My gut was just telling me to do it. Yeah. And it's funny when I dropped it off, um, I lined them up along the counter, and um, Josh walked in, and I'm like, I'm just trying to get a picture of if this is going to look good because. I vetoed Wayne, and if this fails, it's my fault. <laughs> yes. and, and Josh, yes, this is the Leduc backsplash that we're talking about. This is what you guys are going to be seeing on the flip tour if you're coming tomorrow. Um, it'll all be done. So, I mean, originally we told uh, the tile installer that it was going to be subway tile. So he didn't bring his wet saw. That was so we, your fault. Okay, well, I'm a busy guy. Um <laughs> Uh, so Own up to your so, mistakes, so, Wayne. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, paying the bill. Um, <laughs> two nights ago, he showed up and he's like, yeah, I don't have my wet saw. And like, by the time I go home and come back, it's just not going to be because he's coming in the evenings. He's 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 working around another large commercial job to get this done for us. So, mm -hmm. you know, I felt really bad that he showed up, you know, after hours to go and do this. And he didn't have his wet saw. So he, he comes back with his wet tile saw last night. And then he starts lining them all up and he's like, yeah. And I just happened to be there dropping off some like light bulbs and, and a table um, just on my way home after, you know, taking the kid to soccer. And we're talking 8, 15, 8, 20 at night. And um, he was there. Yeah. And he was there. And uh, he goes, yeah, I mean, we're like nine short, 10 short sheets. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? And he goes, yeah, like, I'm not gonna be able to finish this tonight. And, uh, he said, and then we ended up turning out that it was going to use about thir 12 or 13 extra um, sheets of it, or square feet of these uh, things, um, in order to get this thing all done. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I threw the kid in the car, literally. Um, um, just like, yeah, tossed her in there and brought her home real fast, drove all the way into Edmonton, got to Home Depot at like, 
I don't know, 10 to nine or five to nine, just as they're getting ready to close. I'm like, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm looking for. <laughs> I went there, found it, um, loaded them all up, got them back to him at 9.30 at night, and he ended up getting them all installed. So thank yeah. goodness. Um, yeah, shout out to, uh, to Zilly and Tile for, for sticking around and being patient with us. But, yeah. you know, I managed to get it done. Um, One to- other thing I didn't consider, though, was also the... Um, massive amount of additional growth that you need with like a herringbone pattern <laughs> so i didn't get That's... enough growth. you know what i did i looked at the package and i read how many like square feet it should cover yeah. and i was like oh this is perfect more than enough um but yeah so yeah i mean i don't i don't claim to be a knowledgeable tyler so um you know i i just did you're what i thought a, i knew you're more of a patrick yeah yeah <laughs> Patrick. yeah so um, uh yeah yeah, it's it's funny. Like they were, they were so so. I didn't think that they'd be grouting last night either. You know, mm-hmm. there must be some like fast setting mortar that they're using. Um, because I got back like an hour later, and they had all the tile already, you know, up on the wall and grouted. And I'm like, what the hell, guys? <laughs> and uh, anyways, um, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, like you know. If we had all the tile today, we probably could have got it done. And then um, the other person that was working with him said, uh, well, yeah, except for the fact that you guys didn't get enough grout. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. She's like, I am so sorry. Like, by the time we noticed, like, you had already said you're on your way back. So we weren't going to, and like, they were closed. So not a big deal. So now they're going to be coming back tonight again. They're going to pick up yeah. another bag of grout and they're going to finish the grouting. But like, that's fast. Like, they are ridiculously fast. Yeah. And not in like a fast, careless way. Like they do freaking Oh, really good work. work. Yeah, really good work. Um, the fact that they could have, they could get there at like, I don't know, whatever it was, six, seven o'clock at night. And then, you know, in two hours later after, you know, all the planning and prepping of like trying to figure out how they're going to lay it all out and to have it all like on and grouted mm-hmm. by like 930 at night. Had they had all the tile, I believe that they would have had it all done and grouted on and then probably would have come back tomorrow or today to do some cleanup mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like hats off that's when you're good you're good yeah that's you can get you can get anyone to do your tile right i mean like anybody can watch youtube videos and, and learn how to do tile i mean hell i can do it anybody can do it um but it takes me significantly longer it takes you know most mm-hmm. people significantly longer um and these guys are like really well priced too yeah so if you guys are interested in that that contact, you know, just reach out to me. Um, I'll give you their information in the Edmonton area. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, anyways, by the time I got home, 10 o'clock, I was still hungry. I ate some ridiculous late night dinner, which was so dumb. Um, <laughs> just a big fucking pizza to myself. Just completely <laughs> regretted it this morning. I don't even know why I do it. And then like when you eat pizza that late at night too, like when it shows up at 1030 or whatever, it's like your body just feels like, absolute garbage in the morning um you have like terrible nightmares all night so yeah i didn't go to sleep till midnight so it's a little tired but um i'd love to just throw in like hashtag life of a real estate investor but that is not my life (laughs) that is not my life at all that is the life of someone trying to be a real estate investor um no no i prefer to um to delegate and to be a ceo and not to um Supply runs at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And that was just like sheer lack of like good, like 
good and proper planning. Like if, if, if that's what you're doing, if you're doing like 9 PM Home Depot runs for your properties, then you're not doing something right. <laughs> mm. I can't remember the last time I, I did something like that. Yeah. Um, we had to run around frantically. Normally, yeah. like, though we're very busy, we got it all under control. Yeah. But also, like, it's not normal for trades to be working that late. So had True. it been during the day and he noticed that he didn't have enough tile, then somebody probably could have just, like, popped over and, and grabbed it during the day. Mm -hmm. Not chaos at after soccer practice before <laughs> bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamie here in the comments said that uh, her and Landon put in their first offer this week. And, uh, but unfortunately it didn't turn out to be their first deal moving on and looking for the next one. Yeah. Don't, uh, well, at least, you know, you did your first one. So like sometimes that could be the most, um, difficult is like getting through the process of it and mm -hmm. analyzing everything else. So the second offer is going to be significantly easier. And then next thing you know, you're going to be writing 10 offers at the same time. And, uh, it gets, yeah, it becomes more normal, but congratulations. I mean, like that's, that's a huge milestone a big hurdle and um good for you guys yeah um uh chris says uh speaking of tile flooring in the bathroom i, I don't know maybe i missed something in the comments there i would prefer to use tile instead of baseboards which will likely get wet sand get wet and ruined okay interesting you know it, it's i don't know any people that are doing tile for baseboards do you well if the if the floor is tiled then it's just like an easy thing to do mm -hmm. um but um yeah we always just put like in our properties we always just put vinyl plank throughout so yeah um that would be really weird if we had vinyl plank and then <laughs> tile baseboards <laughs> mind it. you there are there is um like wood grain looking tile these days that yeah. looks pretty freaking cool don't knock it till you try it hmm Um, Ryan says, look at you tasking like a boss, Wayne. <laughs> Bosses don't task. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be my hashtag, my trending hashtag for today. Bosses don't task. Um, oh, goodness. Uh, oh, Jared's awake. Jared is on the show. Jared must have realized that we've been talking shit about him every morning for not waking up. <laughs> um, he's been watching, listening to the recordings and I'm like, okay, I get it. Mm. He's also preparing for waking up early tomorrow morning because he's got to get up really early tomorrow morning in order to get to Edmonton in time for the, oh, flip, shit. Yeah. For the flip tour. I think they're leaving. I think that uh, um, wacky Carlo is leaving around. I don't even know who's in the car. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> it's just a bunch of misfits. Um, I know Francis is in that car, so that's it's, it's, oh man, mayhem. Yeah, absolute mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Chris. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're gonna be leaving at like I think five fifteen in the morning. Five a.m. Like nice. Yeah, that's uh, good for them. It's gonna be know, not maybe, a big deal, guys. Like it's just five. You it's can just do not it. a big deal. <laughs> um, goodness. You know, I love the I love the chat these days. I do have a question here. I just want to get all caught up on the on the chat first before I. Um, before you know I what's really question. cool? Hold on, is it Jared? Is it just you, Chris, and Francis? Is it you three? Is that it? Because that's cool that it's like a car of masters. master master mentorship people. Yeah, yeah, 
Very cool. Oh, four. Okay. Sorry, fourth person. <laughs> Who's the fourth? I don't know. It said there's four of us. Mm. But that's all I, all I saw for confirmed people in the car. Um, through this, I did find a question, which I can answer very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy asks, how long did it take to put in your first few offers on properties? I think he's talking to me. Um, how long does it take to make an offer now? And what made the difference? Um, well, like f- first few offers on properties, I mean, like for rental properties. What? I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm yeah, maybe some clarification because well, Wayne, you've always just been an action taker. It's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And now go show us the properties that'll work. And like, let's go. Okay. So let's rewind to Toby days. Um, uh, Even even when we first made the decision that we were going to buy a rental property, mm-hmm. I think that we were so dumb back then. Zero education. It was just a decision. That's all. It was just like, let's buy a rental property and let's put a basement suite in it. And, and like I say it in that tone, and I know you're all thinking the same thing. And like I, I, I just like, um, I'm not criticizing people. Like I'm just criticizing all of us in general for like, the lack of knowledge that we have early on, it's, it's laughable when you later when you on, look back, yeah. when you look back, it's laughable to think that that was, you know, that I was going to put a basement suite in it. And I didn't even consider how much the basement suite was going to cost, how much my investment was going to increase and what was the value of the property going to be after the renovation. I wasn't thinking about how much I was buying it for, how much I was spending on it and what it was going to be worth afterwards. I didn't realize that was going to be in the hole afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, because it wasn't going to be increasing the value. I didn't know anything about um, how to make a legally permitted suite. I didn't know anything about that stuff. I didn't think to look it up. I didn't know that there was codes. Just You think that, oh, I'm going to add another suite in the basement and they're going to help me pay for the mortgage, mm-hmm. right? That's all you think about. And I think, you know, for the if you heard it on a podcast – and, you know, that's what most people do. They hear it on a podcast and they think it's a great idea and they have limited information. They go and they do it. You take action. That's great with the amount of information that you have. I think it's better to take action and to mess it up on the first one than to not take any action at all. Uh, Barry McGuire says it all the time. It's better to, to get started than to be perfect. So, you know, we got started. We made mistakes. Um, I made lots of mistakes on that property. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, back on the on the question uh, yeah. on the question, um, we went and saw a bunch of properties. We had this like we didn't know shit about the market. Uh, we were very stubborn. I was very stubborn on like the price that I wanted. No, no, no. I'm going to be able to negotiate this price. We'll find it. That's way overpriced with with like no with no education behind you know no no. Um, I was just stubborn. I don't remember looking for too long, though. Like, it was a pretty quick process that where we decided we're going to buy a place. And then we went out looking a few times, I think. And then we put an offer in and got it. Went out once. We looked at like three three to five properties. Um, If you remember, we saw that crap hole down in Satu, um, which Jeremy knows lots about Satu and Mill Woods. He just talked about it on on his Instagram, uh, his little market analysis, uh, neighborhood analysis. Um, side note, I, I love when, um, 
when he went through the gradings and he goes, uh, what was the first one? He goes, uh, for, uh, family income, I give it an A for crime. I give it a D. (laughs) (laughs) It made me laugh hysterically because when he shared it to his Instagram stories, that's right when it comes off, that cuts off. It's right when it cuts off. For family, total family income, I give it an A. For crime, I give it a D. And then it just switches the next story. I'm like, it was perfectly <laughs> timed. Perfectly timed. But yeah, that's, it, you know, it's it's a less desirable area of Millwoods, south, you know, southeast Millwoods. Um, we saw one there and it was just a, it was a crap hole. And then we went to another property that was nicely renovated, but the, you know, it was just a little too, priced a little too high. And we were going to put an offer on that. And by the time we got ready to put the offering, because we were so freaking slow, um, it was already pending. Mm-hmm. So then the FOMO kicked in. Yeah. And then we saw, I think, three to five more, you know, later that week. And then we just, you know, we had to get it. We paid $20,000 over just to get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it didn't, it didn't take very long um we had experience like buying a house before we had bought a home um that was a very long flip uh, it was a, like a five-year flip um so like we'd been through the process of like writing an offer and getting a mortgage and that kind of stuff but uh, it didn't take very long to write offers for rental property like we really really wanted it yeah um how long does it take to make an offer now uh, minutes, minutes. I, I've, I've got, I mean, I'm not buying any rental properties at this particular time. We're actually trying to scale back on rental properties just to like for our lifestyle. That's part of our, our roadmap and our plan as to where we want to be and what we want to be doing every day. Like we've got a, we got a certain amount of properties that we want to manage. Um, we have a certain amount of cash flow we're expecting from that. We have a certain amount of flips we want to be doing. We have a certain, and then obviously we do coaching and mentoring as well. So obviously that takes up a significant amount of my time. Um, as well, I have a seller financing business, kind of like a rent to own style thing. So there's lots of different things going on, but trying to organize our business to make sure that we, um, we're not over committing um, to too much stuff. So we're not buying any rental properties at this particular time, but we are doing flips. Like I'm actively putting in offers for flips pretty much every day. I get a property. I analyze it within 10 minutes. That's, that's being generous. Like I, I, I probably have it figured out in a, like as soon as I look at it, cause I, I just know neighborhoods and, and prices now. And I can, I can analyze for renovation costs really quickly through pictures. And then it's just a matter of me seeing it. So, you know, my realtor will get me out to see it that day. Um, if I like it, then I write an offer immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, if I if I know I'm going to put an offer in it before I even go and see it, I'll even have him draft up the paperwork beforehand. So you can just put in a number. So I can just put in the number afterwards. So, like, I know I'm going to put an offer in, but I want to see these three things because I want to know what the final renovation cost is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, unless there's something like blatantly, there's a blatant defect there, then, then perhaps I, you know, I probably walk away from it, but it's very rare. Again, if there was a blatant defect then I would just adjust my price accordingly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If it's something you want to take on for sure. Uh, and, and the last part of his question was what made the difference? Experience. Experience. Yeah. Confidence. Confidence comes from experience, right? Um, it gets easier. Familiarity. Yeah. 
just being familiar with the process, knowing what's going to happen and how it's all going to go allows you to take action much faster. So, and that just comes from doing it over and over and over again. (laughs) And so how do you get to that point? Do Do. (laughs) Just do. Just do it. Nike had it all right back in the 90s, 80s. Just do it. For real though. <laughs> that property I told you about that I that was so dumb and I made all those mistakes on. Like we've made money on that property. Years later, it's like the mortgage pay down alone, just the mortgage pay down covered my mistakes. Yeah. And it's a top cash flow earner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh you can fix it, right? You can like really I say it a lot. Like you have to really, really, really try to mess up in real estate, like to, to, to lose money in real estate. Because if you just, if you, as long as you're buying in a decent area, your mortgage pay down will always cover your mistakes. It, it, like over time, you know, if, if you're trying, if you're trying to, if you mess up and you try and sell in six months and you're screwed, but like if you keep it and just ride it out, the mortgage pay down will, will fix your mistakes. Yeah. If you overpaid or you over-renovated or whatever, even if the price of the property goes down, the mortgage pay down more often than than not will cover that. Let's say your mortgage pay down for, for 10 years is $120,000 and you overpaid by 60. And there you go. Bam. You still made $60,000 over, over 10 years, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's still, and that's still a reasonable return of an, uh, like if, if your down payment was, if your investment was $60,000, which is a little low for most people and you made $60,000 and it's a hundred percent return over 10 years, it's a 10% return for a property you pretty much fucked up on. You know what I mean? Like that's still, you messed up royally and you still got a 10% return. That That's, you know what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my yeah. logic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, am I boring you? Yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. <laughs> um, just do. That's the whole point. Um, okay, I'm gonna mark that spot right there where I was, and I'm gonna go all the way back to that question earlier. You can mark spots. I'm just like highlighting it. Oh. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. You know, we got 30 minutes left of this this challenge for this week. Has anybody hopped in and said, I want to buy a property today? <laughs> Anyone? No? no. Goodness. Wow. Everybody's content. Okay. Uh, Derek. Um, Derek says, what's the best way to determine appropriate rent for specific communities? Gabby, take it, take it away. <laughs> um, there's no like, there's no like... Uh, report that tells you how much rent should be in different neighborhoods. And I mean, I'm sure that that somebody tries to put one together, but the market changes all the time and rent is whatever people are willing to pay for the product. It's buy and demand and whatever somebody says, sure, I'll pay for that. So literally like every time that I have a vacant, an upcoming vacancy, I don't just think, oh, okay, you know, like still same neighborhood, you know, main floor suite should be 14 plus, you know, utilities. Like that's not the mindset. 
it, it's pretty general. Like that should be around the range that it should be. Yeah, I mean, but when you, numbers. but you know, like a $25 difference or $50 difference or even $75 difference can make a big change yes. in cash flow. So you always want to make sure that you really have your finger on the pulse. So every time I have a vacancy coming up, I look um, in a bunch of areas. Um, sorry, not areas as in on the map. I always look <laughs> in the area where the rental is, but in a bunch of different um, places. So I search that um, that area on the map for rentals on Facebook Marketplace. I search in, um, there's a website called PadMapper, which pulls up uh, rentals from various websites. There's like a whole like whack of websites that it pulls from and it plops them onto a map so that you can highlight into your area and you can also filter by what type of property it is how many bedrooms that sort of thing and start comparing what's on the market what the prices are and and how they compare so does does yours have a garage but this other listing doesn't okay well that's not a good comparable you can add add to that does you know like start comparing whether it's newly renovated versus like a shithole um those types of things so like you can really get a good idea of what people are listing at at the time and remove the the outliers <clears throat> remove the ones that just seem like ridiculously low remove the ones that seem ridiculously high because those those aren't anything to compete with if somebody wants to you know fire sale their rental um, that's on, that's on them. And, and you don't want to lose your cash flow for, for rent that you could be getting. So just every time you have a vacancy coming up, do just a really good quick market analysis going onto those various websites and just checking what's available. Who is your competition right now? Because it doesn't matter what somebody listed six months ago. It doesn't matter what somebody's going to pay six months from now. It's who is your competition right now? And because they're they're going to either call you or they're going to call the other person. So make sure that you're priced for the condition of your property, for your location, for the number of bedrooms, for the number of bathrooms, if it has a garage, <clears throat> what kind of yard. Oh, another thing to really look for is whether it's pet friendly or not. Mm. Because if somebody's listing, if somebody's not pet friendly, and you know like they're listening for a certain amount they're going to get a lot less traction than somebody that is pet friendly so you might be able to actually have a slight increase in rent over them because of the desirable desirability of it being pet friendly also if it has a fenced in yard like you need to look at all the details of the listing to determine whether it is a good comparable for your rental i hope that did that make sense yeah okay yeah i mean people pay like 500 bucks to learn that at a course. <laughs> what, a, what a time to be alive where you can get an answer like that. Sorry. It just, it's like still blows my mind. Like that, that's a terrific answer. Thank you. And, and, and that is literally that, that, that holds people back right there. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to charge rent. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to charge? Yeah. And like other things you can do is if you're just not sure is, is do your do your little analysis and if you're just like oh well i don't know if i could do like 1550 or 1650 like there's quite a spread i just don't know um throw up the ad at at 1550 or whatever the top is 1600 even and see whether you're flooded with responses or whether it's crickets out there and if it's crickets that means that you've probably listed for too high leave it up for two days and see if any responses come in if no responses come in in two days, pull it down and lower it. Don't 
don't just change the price because it'll show that you price dropped and then mm. people are going to think they can negotiate with you. Yeah. Um, but pull the ad off and then repost it for a little bit less, 25 bucks less, and right. then see if there's traction. So you might just be slightly outpriced, like out, like out of range, right. and you might just need to dial it back slightly. Some other things um, is like to make sure that you hit within search ranges is like instead of listing for 1400 list for 1395 yeah. um to make sure that you're it's you know same thing with like listing a house for sale it makes sure that you stay within people's search criterias yeah um yeah and just like test test the market and see what the response is don't leave it for like two weeks and be like oh there's no responses i guess you know must be too high no like two days yeah. and then take it down and repost it one last thing that I'll add is just pay attention to where you are in the month as well. Pay mm -hmm. attention to where you are. Like, are you on the first? Are you on the 15th? Are you on the 29th? Um, it's, and I don't think that, that I can't necessarily say that I have any, like, I'm not going to BS you and say like, oh yeah, you can definitely raise the rent on the 29th, you know, because everybody's <laughs> going to be desperate in the last, you know, couple minutes. Um, but just pay attention to it. And like, it, we're always, we're always collecting data. You know what I mean? We're always trying to look for patterns and, and, and trying to find an edge. Mm -hmm. um, so what, when you're doing that kind of stuff, just pay attention to what day it is and just of the month. And, and is there a lot of demand? Maybe I would say like the 15th or 20th would be like the perfect time. To, I was to just going to say the last, um, the last like 10 to f 10, 10 ish days of the month is usually when traction really picks up. <clears throat> um, I think it's when not only people are pre-planning for not, not that right 10 days from then that next month, but the month after it's like when people start thinking like, Oh, I'm coming up on my final month. I should mm -hmm. start looking. But then also the people who just haven't been able to find something suitable. It's when they're like, this is time crunch. Like we need to move. They're not always like the most desperate people. Everyone thinks that like, all the, so who, so who would wait until the last week of the month in order to find a place. Sometimes, you know, people have places lined up and then it falls, falls through. through. Yeah. Um, they might go and do like another walkthrough and then find a bunch of things need to be fixed that weren't fixed. Maybe they said they were going to be fixed. Um, uh, another thing could be that, you know, they've been looking at different types of properties and then they're like, well, we're not going to settle. We're not going to settle. We're not going to settle. And then there's like 10 days left and they're like, oh, fuck, we better settle. We need something. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So like you're super high 1650 rents when everybody else is 1500. They're like, oh, you know, I really love this place. It just the same as $150 more than everybody else. So I'm just going to keep looking and then they keep looking and then they come back to you and be like, I'm, I'm ready to pay 1650. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, it's, it's taken. Mm -hmm. And now they're kind of screwed. You know what I mean? So it just, it, it, there's lots of different ways to kind of look at it. And, um, but yeah, Gabby's right. Probably that last 10 to 15 days is, is uh is probably the the best time to test it out test it out you know for a day or two mm -hmm. but at the same time don't hold it for the you know the whole last 10 to 15 days because you know you might be shooting yourself in the foot just worth giving it a shot yeah um uh debbie asks <clears throat> if um if we post our rentals on rent faster um I don't personally. I've never gotten a return off of Rent Faster, so um, I think Rent Faster is the one that they charge for the listing, right? It's like thirty bucks or something like that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's never it's never paid for me. I've never gotten enough response from it for to see it's worth. Yeah, uh, Rob says that he is uh, driving up tonight uh, for the bus tour and spending the weekend in the city. Nice. Um, 
Now, Chris and Ryan were both waiting in the queue to call in. Just not sure if that was their if their finger slipped, so I'm just going to give it a shot. Now, Ryan is here. He is live on the show. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Uh, good morning, guys. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? Good, good. Uh, so I my call was not necessarily a question specifically, but more discussion. Um, we talk a lot about celebrating wins. What about uh, moving on from losses? Uh, mm -hmm. I know Wayne knows a little bit about the story, but uh, there was someone who had approached me uh, with some money to invest and wanted a, a rental property. And um, they, uh, they got back to me, um, what was it, earlier in the week. And they decided to invest with uh, someone else who had um, essentially more experience and felt they could learn more from this other person. Uh, Shit, was it me? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. So, so anyways, uh, you know, all in all, it a person gets excited about the possibility and, mm -hmm. and and everything and then uh and then the bad news so um you got to move on from that and uh figure out something else or you know what's next kind of thing so so anyways i thought i'd just bring it up uh you know how do you move well, on and and carry on and and still build forward and learn from it and everything else i have a feeling you're not gonna like wayne's answer uh i think that there's the that there's always time for tacos. <laughs> Good times and bad times. Um, but okay, not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I think I sometimes I get tacos when I'm happy. Sometimes I get tacos <laughs> when I'm sad. And the past six months has been a whole lot of happiness and sadness. And you can tell. Um, from, you can tell from the waistline. From the waistline, it's it's been a it's been a it's been a roller coaster of emotional emotions this past six months. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I try and, I try and save the celebrations for the wins, um, because the, you know, uh, it, that way it's on the, on that topic, sorry, just on that topic of that, the this part of the question, I would say, I would save your traditions for the wins because that's the whole reason of celebrating your wins is because, um, they don't come very often and there's a whole lot of shit like this every day where someone says they're going to do something and they don't do it. I hate that stuff, man. I hate it. Um, now, I mean, as you were talking about this, 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 this prospect or this person that uh, wanted to partner with you, my first initial thoughts were, did you have a letter of intent? There was no letter of intent. No. It's, um, and, and that's not a criticism. I'm just, I'm just sharing this because I think it's valuable information for people that are listening. Because um, everybody's going to experience this at some point. Um, but uh, a letter of intent is a non-binding agreement, which is like a one pager that basically outlines everything that um, you and your partner have discussed. So um, Wayne Hillier and Ryan Letniak, you know, have decided to um, buy a property for somewhere between three hundred and fifty and $400,000. The intent is to buy and hold this property for 10 years, rent it out and, uh, make, um, uh, to make money. 
um, Ryan is going to be bringing $100,000, up to $100,000. Wayne is not going to be providing any funds. Ryan is going to be providing a 10K reserve. Wayne is going to be responsible for the renovations of the property, finding the property, um, acquiring it, setting it all up, doing the renovations, uh, and then finding tenants and managing it to the best of his ability. Yeah, you know what I mean? And anything else, any other terms that, you know, you guys have agreed on, you toss it all in there and both parties sign. Now, again, it's not, it's a non-binding contract, but the point of it is to, is to get everything on paper and get two people to sign because, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a, a it's, it's, it's like a internal kind of commitment as opposed to just a handshake or a discussion. You know, it's good to have it all out on paper. So everybody's on the same page so that, you know, Wayne or Ryan, whomever is, is the, is the expert in this uh, scenario can go out and start looking for properties, right? Otherwise you're just wasting time. So, um, you know, it's, I always try and do a letter of intent just to kind of make sure that we're all on the same page, you know, nothing is forgotten. You know, you don't want to wait six months until you finally find a property. And then they're like, Oh, I thought we were doing five years. I don't remember you saying 10 years. Right. So it's just all good to have it all clear and everybody understands it. So but, can you try you know, and do that as early on as you can kind of thing? Yeah. I think as soon as yeah. I think as soon as you and the other person agree to it, I think like, oh, let's 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 you know what I'd like to do. I'd like to sit down and just write this all out on paper so that way neither of us forget. So I'm just going to put it all in a letter of intent because obviously we both had the intent to moving forward with this. It's a non-binding contract, but I just want it all laid out so that like, you know, in three months from now, um, you know, there's no confusion about anything we talked about three months prior. It's a lot of information. Sure. And normally they're good with it. So, um, yeah. It, but on that, but back, back to kind of the initial question, I mean, I mean, that's a way to, of course, to prevent it from happening. But, you know, like we talk about it often where, you know, like when you're trying to find joint venture partners, when you're trying to find a creative real estate deal, when you're trying to find, when really you're trying to do anything, you're going to face a whole bunch of no's before you get a yes. Oh, yeah. And that is just the reality of, of the business. I think really of any business kind of. Just a senior prom all over again. <laughs> <laughs> and you just, you just, I think, I think remembering that and knowing that upfront is just makes, makes it easier. I mean, in this case, it's like you kind of had like, a carrot dangling in front of you where that excitement of like, Oh my God, like somebody's, you know, somebody wants to invest with me. Yeah. And then like they yanked it. Right. So like, it's a little bit different than say, if you were calling them and being like, invest with me, and they were like, eh, nah, no, thank you. And it's like, okay, on to the next. But in this case it was like, yeah, the carrot was dangling. So and they yanked your carrot. Okay. Wayne, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So... <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, um, you, like the the answer I expected Wayne to come out of the gate with was like just 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 move on like on to the next just like the fucking <laughs> head, keep going yeah oh, I, I get it. just well, know well. that like it's it's it doesn't usually just fall into your lap. And Ryan so, Ryan's not just gonna go crawl into a corner and cry. No, he's with. definitely not. So he's I gonna know keep he's moving. Good. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's just some there's some constructive you know um, feedback. Um, for next time, I just probably get on a piece of paper. It helps. Um, but you know, people are people and, and, and a lot of people don't do what they say they're going to do. It's terrible. Be uh, being a business sucks, it really sucks. 
um, you just kind of, you get used to it. You, you get numb to it a little bit. And, um, there's a few different things that you can kind of put in place and you're going to learn so much from this experience too, right? You're going to learn, I mean, the letter of intent, you're going to implement that into your, in, you know, as part of your, you know, your process next time. And, you know, next time, you know, you're going to be a little more clear and you're going to maybe ask some stronger questions just to make sure that, you know, that they are intentional moving forward with this. Like, I, I feel like you're going to grow from this. And, and that's what we did too early on. Like, you know, we, we did things and people didn't do things. And we're like, how can we learn from this situation? It's not a failure. Mm-hmm. It's a lesson. Right. For sure. And that's, that's, yeah, my plan or what I'm hoping for sure. That's awesome. That didn't affect your flip, did it? It was wasn't no. a flip, was it? No, no. Uh, r- remind me, because I've been so ridiculously busy lately, and I apologize. I haven't caught up with you recently, but have you got that yet? No, no. Dude, uh, what's the hold up? Probate, but they oh. got they got their uh, approval or whatever um, now. So, so we should be good. We're just finalizing the the date now. So it got pushed, yeah, because of that. So has it been, hasn't it been like over a month? Uh, it has. God so. dang. Well, but, hopefully you get that soon. Yeah. Yeah. The next, the next date should be the, the <laughs> final one from my understanding. So. <laughs> right. On. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And watching yeah. It. Us too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh, so much. Are you coming to the, the flip tour tomorrow? I won't unfortunately be able to make it. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I'll have to. Unbelievable. I'll have to okay, we don't have room for you, Ryan. <laughs> I'll, I'll follow with all the videos and pictures, hopefully. Awesome. Just shows up and yanks my carrot. Wayne. What? He dangled and he yanked it. Have a great day, Ryan. Have a great day. Thanks okay. so much for Thanks. calling in. Yeah, you guys too. Thank you. Uh, okay. Um, Jared Como says, I like to spend as little time at Edmonton as possible. So we are leaving for Calgary right after 8 p.m. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. That's when the sun goes down. You got to be careful. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a scary city. It's a scary city. <laughs> no, the sun doesn't go down until like almost midnight. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, is there is there even any darkness? <laughs> Nighttime. I think days. like four hours, <clears throat> twelve to four. Yeah, like uh, we were up to like midnight, and the, the sun was still up. And uh, yeah, I woke up this morning a little after five, and bam, the sun just sitting right, right in my face. Gotta love it. Um, back to I'm just gonna tidy up all these comments and stuff that I saw and questions. But um, when we were talking about Satu neighborhood, we were talking about that uh, crime-ridden mm-hmm. uh, southeast neighborhood there. Um, Uh, we were, uh, sorry, I just got distracted. Um, Jeremy said that there is a lot of projected growth in the Satu area, uh, in the next seven to 10 years. Um, I'm curious how, um, I'm curious. Oh, my kid needs a charger. That's, that's what it's all about. <laughs> sorry. There was a distraction here. My, my child needs a charger, uh, for her phone. Uh, I, I'm curious why. Um, and, and what's, what's, what's going to cause the growth. I mean, there's, there's not much you can really do in the South side there, except for the fact that like South side Edmonton, well, that's just right. I'll paint you guys a picture here. 
Um, that's just the south side of Edmonton, right above, like literally right above the Anthony Henday. So it used to be the old bottom part of Edmonton, right? The bottom was always the, the ring road, Anthony Henday. And then they started grow, growing and building into below the Anthony Henday, which was like the Ellerslie area, Summerside, right? And then that just continued to grow. And then that is just, I mean, that whole area going south is like growing rapidly. Yeah. Rapidly. We we took a little detour. Um, was it last weekend or the weekend before? And uh, we went through Beaumont, mm-hmm. um, which is just a small town south of uh, Edmonton. And the top of Beaumont... I'm pretty sure um, my seven-year-old daughter could throw a rock and probably hit the bottom of Edmonton. Okay, it's not that close, but yeah, it's it's she, getting there. <laughs> she's got a she's got a strong arm. Yeah, and there's a really big, um, brand new neighborhood development going on right on the the north side of Beaumont. So like that's yeah, it's just like. Every time they're you drive through to, there, it's just they're creeping up they're and just we're creeping about to down. Touch. I I saw you know the people of Beaumont you know um, starting to build some stone walls and some towers. Um, I can just imagine they're not happy about Edmonton coming down there. I I can only assume there'll be a a big battle. Um, but you, like this, legit, like since we've moved here 15, 16 years ago, whatever it was, fifteen years ago. Um, it's 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 grown significantly. Edmonton is just about at Beaumont. I mean, it's just about at the airport. Mm-hmm. It just keeps growing south and south and south. Um, and I assume it'll continue to grow north as well on the northwest side, you know, with St. Albert continuing to get closer and closer to Morinville. North? Morinville, Bonacord. Oh, I was going to... Northwest. Morinville. Morinville's north, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just rapidly growing. Um Chris here. I see you, Chris. Chris keeps clicking on the call in button and then leaving. I think he's playing a game with me. He's like, he'll be like, watch this, watch this. I'm gonna say call in and then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it back and just keep teasing Wayne. So um thanks. Pocket dialing. Uh, yeah, he's totally pocket dialing. No, 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 Carlos, no. There's no call in button. I don't know what they're talking about. What? <laughs> I said, we can call in, question mark. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all that I ask for, for the regular listeners who are who are thinking about calling in, um, plan to have some headphones because um, the platform that we use, it just has got some ridiculous feedback. Uh, feedback. So um, either, you know, decrease the volume on your phone or uh, the volume on your radio on your in your car um, or throw some headphones in. It just, it helps. It helps. Um, it's not a perfect platform, but it's, it's a live one and you can call in, which I love. Um, okay. I'm going to rip through. Oh, there's a lot of conversation. A lot of conversation. Um, what Gab, why don't you talk about the updates over at the Corinthia project? Um, I wrote these notes down just earlier this week, but you know, obviously I went down there late last night. It has been mayhem over there this week. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, if you guys have seen, um, Josh's, um, update, I think yesterday, um, just like I was there on, I don't know what day it was, Tuesday or Wednesday, Wednesday, maybe. And it was like a madhouse. I mean, the electrician was there, Fortis was there, uh, the window guy was there, 
um, Josh and his guy were there. Like it was, it was just a, a full house. Oh, and the the ceiling tile guy, the the T bar, the drop ceiling. So it's literally like that final stage is just yeah, it's been madness. So I think at this point, um, I mean, we're waiting on some final flooring next week. Some final ceiling touch ups are getting done. Um, the panel is finishing its upgrade today. I think, um, the, the backsplash tile is being completed today. It's really close. There's still some exterior work that needs to get done. We're painting the, um, the front of the house, Mm -hmm. uh, the front door, the, the big front door is being picked up today. I think Josh is going to try to get that in today. Thank God. Um, yeah, that's been a battle. It was supposed to be done earlier this week, I think Monday or something. And, uh, they had some delays with the side lights coming in. So there's two side lights on either side or one on either side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just uh, absolute craziness over there, but it's looking fantastic. I mean, it's, it's hard at this point because it's like, I think I mentioned the other day when all the finishing touches are happening, it kind of feels slow because it's like the, Oh, the baseboards are finally on, but then like painting them and dabbing them and yeah. like all that, um, all that kind of stuff just like seems to take forever. So it's like a slow final process. Yeah. And then there's also, because there's trades everywhere, there's stuff everywhere. So it still just looks like messy. crowded and messy and you know, all those, all the people in there and all their tools and all that kind of stuff. So it's hard to picture that like, holy crap, it's almost done, but it's almost done. I think we have the cleaner scheduled for next Friday. So it better be almost done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do not put that pressure on Josh. Josh is working oh, no, like Jet, ridiculously hard. And Josh and I are in very close contact about where everything's at. And we've rescheduled a couple things um, based wow. on some delays and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, we're uh, on the same page. We're, we're very, very happy with the amount of work that Josh is putting yeah. in. Like he's, Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, as, as I'm scrolling through... Um, it seems that everyone thought that I was going to be really hard on Ryan. I'm not, a, I'm not a bad guy. I'm, <laughs> I, I know, I know when to, I, I know when to, when to push. Mm-hmm. I, at least I, I got a pretty good grasp on it, but you know, there's, there's times to be, to be firm and to be assertive um, in order to, to make an impact. And other times there's this, there's, there's, there's times to be empathetic. Um, I don't think, I don't think that Ryan in that scenario did anything wrong. No. You know what I mean? Yep. Someone said they were going to do something and they didn't do it. You know, what, what, what could you have done differently? Well, I mean, I said maybe a letter of intent, but it, it depends on the reason why the person backed out. You know, were they talking to three people while they were talking to Ryan and giving them all the same story? Yeah. And they were just looking for the best offer. Well, there's nothing a Ryan can do about that. I mean, how's how's he how's he to know that? Mm-hmm. There's nothing anyone could do about that. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think when you pull out a letter of intent, that might have been the moment when they're like, Oh, mm-hmm. well, I'm yeah. not really ready to, to commit to anything yet. Yeah. And that would have been a really good indication of like, okay, this person's not serious. So that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Um, again, you, you, it's it's a lesson, but uh oh God, just like my experience, I've had so many experiences like that where just you know, people are like super excited and they're like, yeah, I want to do deals and yeah, handshakes. And then they don't do it. And, um, and there's going to be so many more people down the road. 
there's no reason to yell at someone or to criticize them and point a finger when there's nothing they could have done differently. Really. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm a, not a bad person. Nobody thought you were going to criticize him. We all just thought you were going to say, suck it up and move on to the next one. Uh, yeah, I think I saw, I saw a suck it up buttercup <laughs> in the comments there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And like, you know, if, if he was moping about it, maybe I'd tell him to, you know, wipe up the tears, but, um, you're making a mess, but maybe, <laughs> but you know, it's, it was a lesson. Yeah. You move on. Um, <laughs> uh, there, there's moment, there's moments for comments like that, but the, the, that didn't really seem to be like one. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh actually in, in, in relation to this um, he said just because someone reaches out and says uh, they have money doesn't exactly mean you are fit to be partners sometimes it's best you don't get in too deep yeah um, yeah it's um, choosing joint venture partners is is uh, is, is very important and it's not just about the money. I think a lot of people get caught up in like, someone wants to partner with me. Well, you know, now you need to do your diligence on them to make sure that they're going to be the right partner. Um, that's, that's a very long relationship, you know, for a long-term buy and hold rental property. 10 years is is a long time. If you've got a three-year, if you've got a six-year-old, your six-year-old's going to be 16 by the time this rental property sells in the future or when this term is up. Just to, to give you some perspective right so it's uh make sure you're choosing the right joint venture partners you don't need many said it a million times you don't need many joint venture partners um you just need a few good ones yeah or a few great ones um okay uh derek sent me a carrot (laughs) um (laughs) don't encourage him derek I mean, Gap, you set me up perfectly. <laughs> Move on. Um, back to Satu. I'm going to go a couple minutes over because I want to get through these comments. I'm almost done. Um, Jeremy, back to the Satu uh, Southside neighborhood of Edmonton. Uh, Stats Canada is projecting this. It could be due to family growth or infill properties. Based on its location, it could be lined up for a drastically increased density. The lots are so small, though. It's Satu just seems to me like a it's it's littered with um, with density already, like with townhouses and apartment buildings, like most of those areas. Um, it's it's like school, apartment building, townhouse, community, apartment building, school, apartment building, townhouse, apartment building, and then like a bunch of zero lot line properties. But, but, you know, it's been a while since I've looked in that area. Um, I'd be interested to, to, to see if there's any bigger lots there. It just always seemed to me, you know, like very low, lower end, like houses, like zero lot line, you know, less than a thousand square feet. You know what I mean? Like the, the by levels with two bedrooms upstairs, like this, the small ones. And I'd never looked at them because for the longest time when I was looking at Mill Woods, it was always about like trying to find properties to add secondary suites to. And those ones just never fit. So, um, but I'm very interested. I mean, it seems like you've done your research. That's, that's, that's good. Maybe Satsu is the, uh, is the, uh, the new hidden gem. Um, oh, thank you for the reminders. Gabby just passed me a note that, 
I need to get my butt in the shower because I need to leave in 45 minutes. Um, okay, I am almost through. I'm almost through, but I will not take on any long questions. The city of Edmonton has announced its intention to slow and stop land acquisition, increase density within its current limits. Interesting. I was talking about um, whether Beaumont would get annexed. Pardon? Whether Edmonton would annex land uh, from Beaumont. Oh. Yeah. And so Jeremy said that their intent is to stop expanding and start growing within. Beaumont's got such culture. You know what I mean? It's, well, I mean, it's, 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 a, I don't know if this is still the case, but I mean, originally it was a very, lots of, it was a very French community. Oh, it still is. It still is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, all the streets are French. Yeah. Fr- Churches are French. Ruse. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little town. I like it a lot. It's beautiful. Um, okay. Just getting through, getting through, you know what? I'll just call it. I'll just call it. I'm almost, I'm almost at the bottom. Um, guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. Um, this has been an amazing show. Um, even, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did. And we'll see you tonight for Friday Live Training, 6 p.m. in the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. Yes. And um, and we'll all uh, and then we'll see our uh, mentorship uh, group after that at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And all of y'all bus tour. <laughs> what was that? Um, <laughs> we'll see all of you bus tour, flip bus tour attendees tomorrow morning. You're going to get an email from us today with all the details. Uh, so keep an eye on your email for that. Um, if you don't get it, check your junk mail um, and and reach out this evening if you haven't seen anything. And we'll make sure that you get the all the details so you know where to go, where to be, what time, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everything she just said. All right. Have a great see weekend. Otherwise. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 